you want to intro the podcast? <laughs> I don't think that was going to get picked up, but I wish it did. <laughs> wow, that was, a, that was the worst intro ever. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a, welcome to After the Hype with Brian and Nick! Woo! Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's I good. like that. Yeah. I do like how... You, you should, should reuse that for everyone now. Brad, <laughs> you should go to Cody right now and be like, so you said you want skinny jeans. Try to get them like this. Because your pants are way more skinny than his. Tell him to dress like you. Skinny jeans are nice. Mm-hmm. But these aren't too skinny. No. I don't like skinny jeans. But the right. skinny jeans so we, he was showing you. We have a podcast here. report. Get... Brad, we're not talking about like uh, emo just, kid We're talking about go. how get guys out. can we're, better we're, accentuate go. their crotches. We are recording. Get the fuck out. I like his jeans. Get, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Not by them. Just I'm keeping the, all of this in. This is the worst intro we've ever <laughs> had. Change no, jeans really right intro. now. You did, but now it sucks because we won't stop talking about it. Get out. What am I doing? Close the You're door. You're leaving. Close the door. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Have fun, kids. Thank you. He can't even close the door good properly. Enough. That's not good, good enough. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brian's grumpy. Brian's grumpy. Uh, Hi, podcast world. Yeah, okay, wow. That was chewy. This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Our first week back, and this is the worst (laughs) intro we've had. I don't know if it's the worst. We did have one where we got a review on Reddit about how bad our intro was. So really, yeah, Yeah. and they were totally right. But (laughs) (laughs) I know I was listening to it, like, oh Nick, that was bad. I I was listening to it. Why? Why? I'll I'll take credit. It was my. No, we we don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Yeah, we won't talk about it. Okay, so hi, thank you, welcome to after the hype. Uh, with me, Brian and Nick, as always. Hello, everybody. Today we are joined by Savan. Maybe you can hear her. Shalom. There it is. Uh, and then uh, Chewy is finally back in LA. Hola. And she is on today. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about a movie again. Go back to form a little bit. Yep. After our couple weeks of odd episodes. Uh, we're going to start with just catching up. How was our breaks? What did we see? What did we do? Um... We watched a lot of, me and Simone watched a lot of TV. We watched How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. which was exciting. Except for, I don't know when the new season is on. It's on now. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's been yeah. on for a while. Yeah, but I think that they've... It's halfway through. Yeah, oh, they're halfway, halfway through, why, yeah. but they're taking a break, right? I I don't watch it until after the okay. season's done. Is this yeah, the final sense. season? I, I know when they started it, they said, maybe. They say that maybe uh, for every season now. But it should yeah. be, because it's out of ideas. <laughs> it really yeah, they should really, really run its course. Yeah. Um, and then we started watching recently, uh, no, we didn't. That's it. We've only been watching How I Met Your Mother, I guess. We've watched the entire thing since you guys have been gone up until now. No, we didn't watch first season. Oh, yeah, we skipped it because it was really bad. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But then it gets really good for a little while. And (laughs) then it starts kind of... Yeah, then it's hit or miss, but then some things are really good, so it's kind of like, okay. I just watched four episodes of the seventh season today. Wow. I got to the, Lily's boobs are really big. And they were. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it happens. It does. Mm. Um, and then we saw Django. Oh. And we saw Lady. I tweeted on our, on our Twitter account, <laughs> ATH underscore podcast, <laughs> about Django. And about how my, my last episode of the best of the year was wrong because I like Django so much. Well, I feel like mine is wrong because I rewatched Dread. Surprise. That's what we're doing today, guys. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I really fucking liked it. Yeah. It was really good the second time, and I might change my answer for best film to Dread. Dread. Is so good. It's so, so good. We come back and we both change our answer. Yeah, I know. That's such a hokey bullshit thing, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I'm kind of fine with it. <laughs> yep. 
Um, but yeah, we watched most of the big movies and we watched This Is 40. Um, but we'll probably do podcasts on at least two of those, Les Mis and Django. Maybe not This Is 40. We'll... Or maybe you should. Maybe we should. If I we don't have, know. If we have a down week. We yeah, might. if we do. <laughs> if we have another week, we're like, ah, fuck it, we'll do The Savages again? Yeah. <laughs> we could easily do that again. Yeah. We could easily revisit that a year from now and still have plenty of shit Wait, to talk about. Wait, you guys did The Savages? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We need to listen more to the podcast. Yeah, you guys suck. Really yeah, listen. New Year's resolution, guys. <laughs> I know I missed the last one, but I thought I... Mm, well, there was one on the savages, and it was probably one of our better episodes. Yeah, uh, and we huh. stopped because we had to, and we still could have like easily done easily more. another hour or two about that. Oh my god! Right. Did uh, you guys? You didn't like it? No. Um, no, just listen to the podcast. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just listen. Okay, to we, yeah. we will talk about savages yeah. forever. Yeah. Um. Before we get too far into it, all right. Yeah. I saw. I saw Django. I loved it. I saw. Is that it? <laughs> I seen any movie? Did I only see Zero movie? Dark? Oh, I saw Zero Dark Thirty, and that was really good. But a lot of my friends told me it was the best of the year, and I don't think it was the best of the year. And I still, I know we'll have to do an episode on it because it's just that movie. But I, yeah. I feel it's too soon. Sure. Um, because it happened a year ago. Sure. And like they talk about things that happened a year ago, like it was long history, <laughs> and it's just kind of I don't know. The performances are good. The characters are kind of forgettable, and just—it eh, was really good. Though. Like, and I say that fully knowing, like Catherine Bigelow's characters, she usually has one really good one, yeah, and everyone else is kind of like fire. whatever, yeah. yeah. And this is pretty much the same. Jessica Chastain was great. Everyone else was kind of there. Um, Makes sense. And then I read a book, an entire book over the break. What book? I read, um, I read How to Archer, which is writ- has written by Sterling Archer from the show Archer. It's a book by him. How to Be Him. Interesting. And it is a pretty hysterical book, if you like the show Archer. If you don't, it's completely useless, but I thought it was hysterical. Um, and then I've started watching The Walking Dead, because I got bored. <laughs> and I enjoy it as much how as anyone can. How far are you into it? I'm in season three, mm. but I've only oh, just so started season three. Oh. Yeah, we stopped. Yeah, I'm in season three. I pushed through the bore of season two, and uh, I, I enjoy it. It's not, it's not the best show ever, but I enjoy it. You like the video game more than you like the show. If it wasn't for the video game, I never would have watched the show. The video <laughs> yeah. game is what yeah. made me go, I need more of this in my life, and I don't feel like reading that book. Cause you I talk to him on the phone, he'd be like, oh my god, all the characters, <laughs> they just died. I'm like, yep. yeah, it's okay, honey. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> oh. It's so sad. Um, side note, I forgot. I spent fucking three weeks thinking about... I found this um i didn't find somebody showed me at work this rapper who is awesome and i was spending the whole time like i need to talk about this on the podcast and as per usual i forgot so uh macklemore everyone should look up macklemore because he's fucking awesome oh i li- yeah, listened to the video that you through savan put on my what's that yep the thrift stop <laughs> Oh, you had me watch that. Yeah, that was good. pretty good. I, it was a little too close to home for me. <laughs> As we like, sit in a room surrounded by things bought at a thrift store. <laughs> but hey, it's glorifying get, the thrift I shop. I get quality things. Exactly. That's, that's and none about. of the things I buy smell like pee. <clears throat> that's fair. <laughs> you also didn't buy a broken keyboard and then bought a kneeboard either. So. <laughs> Thought about it. It's fair. I've looked at keyboards. Yeah, and that's the whole point of that piss joke. Where he's like, but shit, it was 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I button broken things. <laughs> but the, I have to say that if you listen to that song, you like it. The rest of the CD is basically very dissimilar from that. 
but it's oh. so really it's good. It's really, really good, though. My friend uh, Lauren just made a Facebook status saying that she wanted to do a remix of it, but for the fabric store. <laughs> That'd be fine. Um, one of the songs I just want to talk about, side, another, I'm just going to continue talking about it. But I know you could have like a whole episode by yourself just, just talking about Just me talking about how much I like it. But he has we one really awesome song. Music before. I wouldn't be oh, it. we could do it. I we would be so it. happy. Because he has a song about his, uh, he's like a recovering drug addict and it's about his remission, which is really, really good. Which is kind of sad. Remission? Isn't that what it is? No. Relapse. Relapse. Yeah. That's the like, one. Drugs, <laughs> cancer, what? Yeah. <laughs> They kind of go together. Um, <laughs> no, it's about the, his relapse, and it's it's really really good. The whole CD is actually really solid. So yeah, I highly recommend it. It's like pretty cheap on iTunes. He's an independent artist, so all the money basically goes to him, and then a little bit goes to Apple, obviously, because it's on iTunes. So yeah. Sorry for cutting you guys off. Did you guys no. watch anything else? Huh? Huh? Chewy? Did I watch huh? anything? I, huh? I had my rant. Huh? Um. Well. Since I've never been on the show before, no one, only people get a little idea where I've been. I was in a giant bubble called work, That's suffocating fair. twelve hours a day work. Uh, <laughs> this is the saddest. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hate <laughs> life. <laughs> those that is done now, uh, and I did see Django Unchained, and I still want to say. Django, but I'm worried that I might get harmed by somebody. You will, because the D is silent. The D is silent, hillbilly. <laughs> uh, that was a rough movie, but you know, loved it. So good. It is rough. Uh, haven't seen any other... We didn't go to any other films, even though we said that we would. We kept talking about going to see Les Mis. Yeah, but we're, we're doing that tonight. Yeah, we will see we it. We are doing that tonight. Um, we saw the play, but that was over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Play At least play. I'll understand what's going on. Oh. Um... Yeah, so I'm out of that bubble and plan on watching a whole lot of stuff now and reading a book. Yeah. I haven't read a book in a while. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't read a book since we've been dating. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. Just... We're engaged now, <laughs> so it's been a bit it's of time. It's been a while. So I'm planning on reading some books, actually reading a bo- reading the comics that I purchased. Because <laughs> I bought a lot of comics and never got around to reading them because of work. And I just bought a comic yesterday. It's one of Nick's favorites. Yeah, oh. and I still tell you that you could have just stolen that yeah. from Nick. He could have just stolen that We could do a fucking one on that. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk forever that. about yeah, that comic. I wanted it on this. One of my goals, though, is in my unemployment is to catch up on a lot of stuff, like reading a book. And I'm actually going to watch all of... Why did it just leave my brain? Damn it. Tony's show. Tony's show? <laughs> the Spy Show. Oh, Chuck. Chuck. I'm going to oh, watch all of Chuck. Keeps talking about Chuck. Because I didn't get into Chuck until near the end of the show where I watched the last two seasons. And then I was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. Really? Now I need to go back and I need to watch all of it. Been not, I had I had severe, like, geeky nerd <laughs> snub nose at it. I was like, oh, that's just stupid. It's just for stupid people. And I'm like, oh, no, it was actually for my people and it's really good. <laughs> oh, fuck Tony. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to see all of his DVDs and I'm going to watch that entire show during my unemployment. It's going to be great. You should watch that next. That's a good one to watch. I'm fine with that. Um, should I say what I've been doing? Yes. Mine does it what differ we've from been Nick? Doing? No, yeah, okay. it does. Um, well, the one thing is that at work during my lunch, I've been reading uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I've never read. So it's Have something you seen that- the movie? I saw the movie, but I have a bad memory, so I don't remember any of it anyways. Except for the beginning, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. That's weird that I remember. Anyways, but yeah, that's it. Okay. I, I feel like a little fourth grader reading it, though. 
<laughs> I support you reading that. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like halfway through. She's at my favorite of the books, so I'm excited. Very fun. Yeah. All right. So uh, today's movie, as Nick has dropped the ball on, um, I know. Guys, didn't I'm drop so the ball. Sorry. He didn't drop the ball. He just. I'm so sorry. He I would it rather hear bag. it in the beginning than wait for it. I like making them wait. But they already I'm, know because <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've mentioned that every time that I don't care. I like making <laughs> them wait. It's all about the and reveal. Now they're just annoying. Brian you. likes the tease. I like the tease. And it's not a very good tease. <laughs> <laughs> they already know what it is. <laughs> I'm, I don't give a shit. Anyhow, anyhow today's wait, movie's wait. dread. It's fun getting wait. up on Brian. <laughs> It's foreplay. You know with foreplay you're going to have sex eventually. Yes. Brian's just playing foreplay with the audience. Yeah, you know it's you're on the table. Brian. No, oh. you've already had the, you've already But no, had it's the, the foreplay. No, the, the like when somebody, the like when somebody's <laughs> massaging your elbow and you're just like, why? Yeah. Can you move why on? Is this Stop working? doing it. I don't know no, it's not it. working. Just move on. Why? Stop it. If you stick with it, it'll work eventually. Anyhow. I'm going to move on and do my, my bit about the hype of Dread, because it is dreadful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but really, it was. It was the most bullshit marketing campaign for a movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, for a movie as quality as this is, and we will get into how much, I'm sure the whole table loves the movie, because it's fucking great. Um <laughs> weird moment. No, because I was saying, I was not like shaking my head no, but then I was uh, shaking. That's good, because I would have fucking fed you to my rats. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so this movie cost way too much money, which is kind of sad, because I think they shot it in, I want to say somewhere in Africa? I, I know they didn't shoot really? it here. They shot it way yeah, overseas. That kind of, yeah, that it makes was, sense. It was all location. I don't, I don't know why they did it, but they did. Um, so weird. it cost $50 million to make this movie, and it was a whole fuckload of nobodies. I, then maybe you can make an argument from Lena Headley, because... Uh, no one knows who Carl Urban is but you. Uh, she didn't know who she was. I love who Urban. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but it's fine. Why do you love him? No, we're no. No, <laughs> we'll get know. into Carl Urban. Let me finish story. this part. Going all the way back to Hercules. Oh my god! <laughs> Just let Brian finish. It's the most frustrating podcast I've ever had. Uh, anyhow, so it cost fifty million to make it. It ended up making a whopping thirteen million yeah. stateside. Which is laughable, <laughs> and then 19 million in the foreign box office, which brings it to a grand total of 32 million, and absolutely no so chance sad. of a series or sequel, which is devastating for a movie that that was this good. Yep. Um, reviews were they started out unbelievably good, and then they kind of ended in the mediocre zone because some people just didn't like the hyper violence and the kind of character that you can't really relate mm-hmm. to because he has a mask on the whole fucking time and there's a lot of complaints to where if you don't like this style of movie I can understand and disagree with you it's just that there's more of them than there were the good ones mm-hmm. however when it came to the user reviews it had 92 I'm going off Metacritic like usual 92 positive 3 negative so I'm going to read you one of the negatives just because I like going for the polar opposite because I think this one's <laughs> this is pretty great this comes from Mr. Inky he gave it a 2 out of 10 <laughs> I know why the reason I was the only one at the show last night. This movie should never have been made. I saw Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone, and I like it a whole bunch, so don't waste your time on this one. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. (coughs) That's so awful. Yeah, it's, uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. He liked Rob Schneider more than he liked this one? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh, He likes Sylvester Stallone not wearing the mask, screaming, I am the law! And it's, uh... 
Looking yeah. mildly retarded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a quality film. Uh, <laughs> another another thing to tack on to your, a lot of people really liking it, Reddit in the last week has had at least three posts go to the top of uh, the subreddit for movies that have been like, seriously, watch this fucking movie. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've commented on those a couple of times. Yeah. And there, it's, I mean, it's been three days, at least three days out of the last week have been, top posts been about Dread. And I I'm, think that they're right. I'm hoping, and I, I, this is a blind hope, I'm hoping that somehow because of all of this DVD love, it might see a second life, but I seriously doubt it. It has to make a lot. Yeah, and it, like, obnoxious. And it's also disappointing because people aren't going to get the full experience with that. Like, right, that's that's some of the most we beautiful 3D I have ever experienced. Yep. I would almost say that I felt more, like, moments of awe, like, literal awe, than I did in Avatar. Oh, yeah. Because this movie is clearly shot for 3D. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. And, like... It's a very well-shot movie. I mean, when we were watching it um, on Savon's computer, it felt like, I was like, I really just wish more people saw this in the theaters. Because not only is it just like the 3D and the way it's shot, but the sound design and the music all kind of are like a theater experience. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. the music is like really heavy, but that's the point. Like, ah, more people should have seen this in theaters. Yeah. I think all, right. all four of us collectively were probably the people in the room <laughs> saying, go see this. Yep. And no one was listening to us. Yep. <sighs> all right. Well, so let's let's dive into this thing. Um, unless there's any other hype that people want to talk about. I mean, I could talk about my personal hype from the movie because I read the comic book as a kid. I'll even talk about it for a moment. Yeah, no, talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so when I was a little kid, that was the book that my friends and I read that was like the R-rated comic book because it was fucking violent as hell. And the character had some heart to him that a lot of us really liked, but you had to read the books to get to like him. And I think that might have been another problem with the movie is because you don't get to know Dredd at all in this movie. And you have to spend a lot of time with Dredd to get to know him. And they try to hint at a little bit the best they can. Mm -hmm. But I'm fine with that because it's the same thing for the books where you have to spend time with him to actually get to know him. But to be fair, I've never read the books and I n didn't even see the, the old version mm -hmm. of Judge Dredd and I felt a connection to him. I didn't, Wait. you know, I think that that's... It's fair because yeah. that's probably how people feel, but I personally don't agree. Well, there's yeah, there's a lot of people who would have trouble watching a movie, which is why they didn't the first time with a character who has the mask on, the mask on the whole time, and like that's something to be said. But yeah, I was always really looking forward to it, and then I remember seeing the movie when I was a kid, going, "Well, if this is the best we got, I guess I enjoy this movie," <laughs> and just yeah. kind of liking the movie, but just always kind of yeah. like it sucks. But you know, it's dread, so you got to like it. And so this one from, I haven't read Dread in years, like a long, long time. I'm way out of it. I don't think they, for a long time they stopped writing it. So yeah. Yeah. So I saw this movie kind of worried, but kind of excited. And it was a little too close to the raid, which we'll have to touch on at some point because yeah. you can't avoid it. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. And I, I loved the hell out of it because it really nailed the idea of the comic book, in my opinion. I agree. Um. So we should yeah. sum up what the plot of the movie is. Go for it. Um, there really isn't much to sum up. And, it, <laughs> and that's not like, I don't think, a problem with the movie. But I think that it's got a very simple plot, but it executes it very well. But it's not really about the plot. It's like a character study in a really absurd sort of way, but it is. Uh, the plot of the movie is Judge Dredd is uh, got a rookie named Anderson who's basically uh, a psychic. 
And so it's her first day, kind of. Basically, this is her test to see if she can make it onto the side of the judges, if she can cut it being a judge. Well, because she failed the paper test. Yes, yeah. but I think that you would still... The impression I get is that you would still have to do a, like a field work thing anyway. So well, this they, is, they full on said that she failed, so she's out because she failed the paper test. But right. they said because she is... Such a crazy psychic. Right. They'll have her do the physical test, too. Sorry, I don't mean to keep That makes sense. No, you're right. Um, But basically, they they kind of pick this this place at random that has these three homicides. um, And they find out that the whole building, which is a fucking kilometer high, is run by the Mama clan. And basically, they get trapped inside after a drug bust and end up basically trapped and trying to survive. That's that's the plot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's really good though. Like, it is. It's one. I mean, we. I feel like we've done a lot of movies recently where it's like we'll sum up the plot, and it kind of sounds lackluster. But it's like, well, that's our problem. You know, it's like if you sum up the plot to this movie, you're going to make it sound bland. But the point of the movie isn't the plot. The point is like the characters and the locations and like the unbelievable the action sequences. Yeah, yeah it, there's a lot to this movie that exactly it's not just plot and that i mean it's a dread movie you don't yeah. you're not going into this thing for like the heavy plot like that's exactly. not what you're there for you're there for everything else exactly uh so yeah let's let's start let's just talk about dread himself i wanted to start with him because yes he is dread yep i can't think of a better way to say it you would dread him yeah you, you don't <laughs> want yeah. you don't want to fucking cross him no Absolutely uh, not. Yeah, uh, they even say that in the in in the movie. We're like, do you know which judge you have? Well, I do. Yeah, yeah. That, a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like he, I'm. I feel like you can't talk about dread without talking about Carl Urban in this movie, and I feel like he does an excellent job. His facial expressions, even just with his mouth, it's just amazing. Like, it's yeah, so he's, good. Where it gets into my love of him. He's a really underrated, fantastic actor. And to me, that's one of the reasons that he's such a fantastic actor. Because he doesn't stand out beyond his role. He is that role. Exactly. And I think that all the shit that... I wrote this down because I was halfway through the movie and I was like, man, like Carl Urban says, he's doing such a good job emoting without having like his eyes, basically. But yep. he's using the bottom half of his face so well. And I was like, people gave Tom... Is Tom Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Hardy's so much shit for Bane that I feel like when you compare those two, it's like, yeah, Carl Orban fucking blew him out of the water. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even, like, we should probably do an episode on the Batman thing eventually, yep. but I really kind of hate a lot about that movie with specific things because of things like Bane, because he deserved all the shit he got. I agree. Whereas you... then you look at Carl Urban to where technically most actors would want the use of their eyes right. versus just their mouth. And Carl Urban portrayed an entire character with just a frowny face. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was like... also the inflection in how he talked. Oh, yeah. he, exactly. He did gravelly without being annoying. Yeah. Not like Batman where like, rah, 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 rah. Yep. he was like, like you actually believed that's how he talked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think that the character of Dread, like, we were talking about it in the, I guess in the hype section about how, like, I could see how people would have, like, that disconnect. But I think that Carl Urban did such a good job with his body language, portraying Dread, of being, like, a super macho guy, no-nonsense sort of shit. And you got that in the first, kind of, his first introduction. Mm-hmm. 
not just in the monologue, but in like his first action sequence when you first see him in action two, where he's just like, this isn't a negotiation. And it's just like, <laughs> holy shit. Like this guy is hilariously like, you know, like he's, he's a man, quote unquote. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, if I could draft the men of, like, film, he would be in, like, the first round. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a man's man. I, he's a fucking through-and-through through cop. Yeah. Like, an unbelievably just cop. He is his job. He is his job. Well, I think, like, what I like best about his character is that he, with any situation, he knows exactly how to handle it. Like, he knows exactly what to do to kind of, like, get the job done. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which is, I think, kind of like, what they were calling back to in that right. part when they're like, do you know what judge we're up against? It's like, because he's fucking terrifying. Yeah. He probably doesn't have a personal life. He just... Uh, <laughs> I think that you could drop the probably. He <laughs> definitely doesn't have he a doesn't personal He doesn't have life. anything. Like, He'd be the guy he, go... he has no distractions. No. He'd be the guy to go okay home to his apartment, which yeah. is like a stark white apartment with a bed and a mm-hmm. table. Yeah. And he'd go to bed in his gear and wake up in his gear and go back to work. Well, they yeah. show him putting his gear on, so we know that's not true. It's just new gear. It's, just, it's like a closet full yeah. of the same suit, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I I have to say that, like, I actually thought they did a really good job with his character in this. I mean, not just being, like, a cop, but I thought that they did a good job of giving him moments to be, like, human, right? Yeah. Like, his monologue is really interesting because I don't think, like, I really listened to it the first time and listened to what he was saying. And basically, he's talking about how, like, tough his job is, essentially. Like, you know, a man's man traditionally wouldn't be like, hey, by the way, like, I work in a shithole. I live every day in a shithole. Like, I breathe shit. I see shit. And that's basically what his monologue is. It's very similar to the monologue from Out of Watch. It is. Yeah, it's much more comic booky and futuristic and all that sort of stuff but it is very like well, this is what i have to do exactly yeah. yeah and i thought that they gave him moments to be like human because like there's a part um i'm not gonna spoil anything yet there's a part at the end of the movie where he looks down at a badge and like that moment could have just been like hokey kind of dumb just being like oh but like he does it in such a way where he we'll get to that should we, I should just talk about it, right? Just, now, just talk right? about Anderson. We'll move on to Anderson. Okay. So basically, Anderson at the end of the movie quits. Um, and the main... Dred's boss. I don't know what her name is. They don't ever really address her by name. But you just get the impression that she's, she's very high up. She's a high up judge. Um, and she asks him if Anderson passes or fails. And he kind of pauses. And then she asks him again, like, is it a pass or is it a fail? And he says pass and then looks down at the badge because he knows that he's basically, he has to answer honestly. He cannot lie. And he basically inducts her into a life that she doesn't want. Because she's not getting out of it. I don't think you can quit being a judge. That's not the impression that I get. And his reaction to it is, I feel terrible about what I've just done. But at the same time, it's my job. Like, my job is to answer her question. She asked me a question. I answered it honestly. And unfortunately, this girl is now a judge doing something that she doesn't want. I never got the feel. I felt like she wants to do it. That's why she was so upset, because she felt that she had failed. See, I I, I agree with Nick. I got that she doesn't want to do it, because if that's what it takes to be a judge, I don't want to be a judge. Yeah, and she she hands him the badge after still kind of the mission's over. You know, she could have handed it in when she quit, when she was up, when they were finally getting to mama but she quits after that she quits after being shot she quits after almost being 
raped and tortured. She quits after like going through hell, basically. I, I felt like that she didn't want to be it. But this is, that's I mean, not, yeah, that's the exact opposite of what I got out of it. Like I saw it as her character getting like full. Um, she's unsure of herself at the beginning. She looks nervous. She's uh, like her weapon. She's like, do I want to shoot them? Do I not want to shoot them? And then after she goes through that whole experience of getting captured, being down to the lowest, like, I'm about to die. And then she doesn't. She, well, one, the gun recognizes it's not her, (laughs) blows the guy's hand off, and then she stands up kind of sultry-like, and then freaking breaks his neck with her leg. He just, she just kicks him, and you know that she broke his neck. Right. And then suddenly she's going through the hallway, she's shooting everybody, she's a complete badass. She's not batting an eye. She's not looking weak. She's doing it. She doesn't look like she hates it. She looks like, now I'm in control. That's what it looked like to me. Like, finally, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. And I can do it. And then, to me, that's why she was so upset at the end. Because, like, well, I know I failed because I got my weapon taken away. So she's just so upset that, like, now she knows what she can do. But in her mind, she failed the test. So she's just really upset. Interesting. That's what I got out of it. See, I, I still, I'm with Nick. Like, I still think that it was, at the end of it, she knows she can do the job, but I don't think she wants to do the job. And especially because I, I agree, just, I would have agreed with you more if I didn't think that I, I kind of got the thing from Dread to where it's like, I kind of have to put her in this life because we need people like her. Yeah. She got really good at it after yeah. one thing. Like, she totally proved herself. Yeah. But, I mean, all of these are just speculation, because we're never going to know without a sequel. But that's so. <laughs> but that's such a good moment to have in a movie, especially at the end, where you can actually talk about it and be like, what do you think happened? Yeah. I mean, like, if this movie never gets a sequel, like, I will still feel the way I feel about her decision, at least now. Maybe I'll see it again and see it differently. But, like, I don't think you're wrong either, you know? Like, I think that Chewie's just as right as me and Brian. Mm-hmm. And Savon. I, th- and I Savon. agree with you guys. You agree with me? Yeah, because I feel like... You're outnumbered Chewie. It was... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I took it. I took it as a moment of empowerment for her. Not right. as, well, right. not as I don't want to do this. She's not empowered. I don't think it has to do with that. I think it just has to do with, like, you know, her being from that life of, you know, like the... I don't know. What are they called? Like, not slum people, but... <laughs> Like well, the people no, I mean, they're, they're, it, the people, know, the people that live in, like, the peach trees yeah. and, like, seeing what, you know, violence it is. I don't know, in the world, I don't just, I feel like maybe it's too much. But not necessarily, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. This is why I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, before we go too far into just an absolute full-blown love fest over this movie... Sure. I, I want to bring up something, because I do have something specifically with Anderson of kind of like... Because this movie is not flawless. As much as I like it, it it's not. Okay. There are issues with it. Um, and I'll just bring up my first one with Anderson. Uh, she's the most powerful psychic in the world. She's alone in the room with this guy with a gun. Why does he get the upper hand on her? I mean, I, like, Chewie brought this up, but I kind of defended it. But how does do he get mean? the upper hand? So he, as soon as she's closed off from him and they're in their own room and he's going to shoot her... She still has her mind ability. Her mind ability. She could just invade his mind and give him to do whatever she, whatever he wants. You could also about think that about too. like crazy shit like he did and kind of. But she, but, but she, but she clearly was able she to go above up that. that. She destroyed him in that sequence. I, I and it could just be that she knew that he had the gun and it was gonna blow off his arm and stuff like that. But it's yeah. still kind of. But with her being the most powerful psychic ever, she only really uses that power to the most powerful psychic ever one time. But when what could she have done to like convince him to let her go? 
she has control of his mind. Yeah, she can she do, can do anything she wants. I wonder if she can't. She doesn't spe- have control. I, I, I'm speaking like, as this is what I know. I don't like in the comic book uh, when we do podcasts, but I'm speaking as the character that I know from the comic book. Oh, sure. Okay. To where she can do these things. I I have a I have a playing devil's advocate. I agree that it's because I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, I wonder why she doesn't do anything, especially now. Because I, at the time, I was like, I wonder why she doesn't do anything in the elevator. And I was like, well, she's fucked either way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, the door's going to open up, and she's right. She's fucked. I wonder if the rules that they kind of established when they were writing this movie that it was she could invade people's minds but she couldn't control them because when she was making him piss him well she didn't make him piss himself but he pissed yeah. himself when he pissed himself he couldn't fight back anyway he just got the shit kicked out of him number one number yeah. two he's in handcuffs so maybe that has something to do with it i mean granted we're playing a guessing game and logically i think you would lean towards your thing of being yeah. like that doesn't make any sense than the other one of playing like a maybe it's because of this you know yeah I, I agree though that that is a bit of an an odd moment yeah and up until like that last right after she was almost killed she's fucking awful at her job and yeah. I, I realize that she's not supposed to be the best she wasn't terrible she was pretty awful if Dredd wasn't there she would have been fucked well yeah but yeah. like, so not would even anybody like, else almost. No, but I think the I think normal judges would have been okay. They might not have made it like Dread did, but she would have been fucked. She questioned shooting people. She questioned like she was this far in the program to where she's like the last step before coming a judge, and she's so like ah. And the rules are very clear in this universe to where they committed a crime, you execute the sentence, and you put you you are judge, jury, and everyone. So mm. if. If this guy tried to kill you, it's your job to kill him. And she hesitates. And I, I, I don't think she hesitated every time, though. She, in the beginning, she, she hesitated did. the first time. But yeah. I, I, I felt she got a little bit better each time. She got a little less regretful about it. I, I think I can defend this one pretty well. Okay. I have a hard time starting a new job. Um, I get really nervous. <laughs> and even though I know I can do the job, the first day always sucks. So, And granted, it gets a lot better. You know, like, once you finish the first day, you're like, cool, now I've got, like, the sea legs, you know, like, I'm good to go. But I think that I can understand where she's coming from because her, she doesn't have her sea legs yet. Like, she's never had to kill a person. Some of the stuff, I agree with you, it's just like, come on, that's common sense, dumbass. Like, let's just get her shit together. But, like, the killing person I get, but, like, some of the other things, but then she's also really resourceful. She, she saves them when they're in that hallway and they sneak into that room. She does, and she always makes the right call. Like, Judge Letcher makes the call, and she makes the right call. Like, uh, but... Yeah, but she would be screwed. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely, she would have died in the lobby of the building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of expected, <clears throat> almost. Because sure. Judge even says that one out of three people die their first day. Yeah. That's <sighs> true. Yep. She would have been one of those. And she was in it, obviously, on her first day, immediately put it into a very tense situation. Right. <laughs> but you're a judge. That's what you're supposed to... Okay. Either no, way, I don't I, want to spend I... the whole time talking about her. I want sure. to move on. I want to talk about... Uh, I really want to talk about Lena Headley before we start talking about like the actual... Like I want to talk about Lena Headley, and then I want to talk a little bit more about the atmosphere <laughs> and the music and the costumes and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But since we're talking about actors, I want to move on to Lena Headley, because Lena Headley, to me... I've liked her in pretty much everything she's ever been in. I liked her in 300. I liked her in the Sarah Connor yeah. Chronicles. I love her in Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, I think she's fantastic. And bringing in this female... <clears throat> I'm sick. I'm sorry if I, I choke <laughs> a little bit. Uh, this female villain 
this year, and when we've already talked about the worst female villain of this year with Selma Hayek, yeah, this is what all female villains should be. I because, agree. Like in a world like this one, where the guys are so beefy and terrifying, they can just pretty much throw her across the room. This girl still owns the room every time she walks into it as just a terrifying human being. Because you never know what she's going to do to yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. And putting her on that edge, and by having the character, the I, I don't know his name, the computer hacker guy. Showing how afraid he is of her every time she's there yep. totally makes her that much more scary. He is my favorite character in the movie. The hacker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll throw that out there. Because I think, not only the, my favorite character, I think he is, he takes the cake for being like, every time he's in a scene, he kind of sneakily steals the scene. He does. Because you're just like, when Lena Headley's got that knife to his gut. <coughs> oh, right, and his he's, belly button, she's yeah. just kind of like digging around. It's like the cleanest, smoothest belly I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> But, like, he's talking to the people, and he's just like, yeah, like, we ran, we lost control of the systems. And he's fucking terrified. Like, the guy does such a good job of making me feel nothing but pity for him. Like, oh, it's yeah. just nothing but pity. It's like looking like looking at a dog that's just gotten abused for, like, eight straight years. Because you know he's been in there oh, his yeah. whole while. life. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least since uh, they have the scene where they show Lena Headley gouge yeah. his eyes out. Yep. Fuck. Yep. But I wish they would have. I wish they would have. I mean, I'm not really sure what the purpose of his eyes were. Just so that they were, att- were they just synced with the computer then? Because I think it's to allow him to see more because his pupils are huge. So yeah. I think it's to allow him to kind of like get away with being able to focus on on all a of lot it at one stuff. time. Yeah, because they never looking... they never say why that gave him an edge at looking at a computer screen. Really, sure. Well, I mean, it could very well could be that they don't. That they're just eyes. That they're just mechanical eyes that he had replaced when Lena Headley gouged his eyes out. I guess so. Yeah, so they, they literally could just be replacements. That he's a really good hacker, and hackers need to see computer screens. So if she wants the best hacker, <laughs> she's got to give him eyes. There you go. So it really could just be they're not. They're just eyes. That's true. Um, but back to back to Cersei. Yes. So, I know. Um, the whole time we were calling her Cersei. Yeah. I just call I mean, her Lena Headley. Yeah, she's so good though. She's like every Sarah role Connor. that she's in. Yeah. Sarah Connor. <laughs> Every she's such she's a good in. villain because I feel like she has that face where she's just kind of like, it's like a deadpan, but like, there's still that like anger emotion behind her eyes. You know, like a lot of people can't really pull that off, I think. It's just like... The, the thing for me with her in that role that really got me hmm. was that after seeing her in so many like regal roles, roles like, sure. in 300, in... Game of Thrones or whatever, when she's playing queens. Right. You can even uh, argue Sarah Connor is pretty regal. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. she has, like, all this power. Yeah. You know? And then you see her in this movie, and her face is messed up. Her hair's always a mess. Her she teeth, are, her disgusting. teeth are disgusting. Oh, disgusting. they're so <laughs> gross. She ta- and then she talks more gravelly. Like, she talks like someone that doesn't, you know, isn't a speaker, per se. Yeah. And then, actually, like, her body language, the way she moves, is really rickety. Like, she... Physically, she looks like she's probably ill a lot, but she hides it. Like yeah. everything, it was like she embodied the grossness of her character. Yeah, she looked, so well. She looks like she's been through the ringer, but like the peach trees ringer. So yeah. it's been like a, just a really rough ride. Like you would, not, I would not be surprised if her character was like twenty three. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't surprise. That kind of makes sense. Well, it's one of those. Like, it's kind of a bummer that we're not going to get a sequel, and it's even more of a bummer that if we did get a sequel, she wouldn't be in it. No. Like, I understand he's got to kill her at the end, because that's that's his job. He, yep. She did this, 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 and this. Sentence is death. She's got to die. <laughs> and it would feel really lame if she got away. Yeah, if she got away somehow, it wouldn't fit. But I don't even know how you... She put her head back together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she would ever... 
survive or get away from Dread, but I want to see more of that character. I want to see her again because she yeah. was so like her backstory. Dread. I would watch all of it. Smart. Yeah. So smart. Yeah, I would. For... Yeah, I would watch all of it. Oh my god. I'd watch an entire movie on her as yep. long as she was in it. Like she was a absolutely. hooker with a heart of filth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, she was disgusting. But I mean, they, she did such a good job. She did such a good job of like the little moments of like controlling the room like i mean it wasn't just like the extras too it was like her just kind of like not like icing everyone else out being very smart but also not really giving much of a shit you know like just a really she seemed like i would i bought her as a yeah i can see how she totally controls like this whole fucking building well it's one of those things where like we talked about it with Selma hayek to where it's like why wouldn't any of these people just go well i'm gonna fucking shoot her and now i'm in charge this seems like a good idea (laughs) yep with Lena Headley, I wouldn't buy that anyone would do it. No. Because I feel like the second even would pull a gun on her back, they're dead. Yeah. Yep. Somehow she'd and dodge it. She'd either <laughs> dodge it or she's paid off the people around her so well that yep. they do everything they tell her to do. If not only with the Wait, name. she just has that thing, though, and that's probably what they'd be scared of. Well, she of. puts that in at the end. <laughs> that, that's at the end. But, well, she yeah. literally she has no other option at that point. Exactly. But yeah, that's but I, even with just the character name of Mama, it shows so much that these guys, like, they worship her. Like, she is... Exactly. Well, what I thought was funny was actually the name Mama is her first name. I forget what it is. I think it's like Madeline. Madeline Madrigal. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's explain. Like Mama. It makes sense. I, I yeah. mean, it makes sense. It's just I never thought about it the first uh, movie or the first time I yeah. saw it. But I actually catch it until now. But either yeah. way, like no, just cool. with that, that alone, that title puts her in so much more power than I don't know why I keep bringing up the Savages. Probably because I had mentioned this movie when we talked about the Savages. But right. She did such a good job just owning the villain who is in fucking charge. Exactly. Um, is there anything else to talk about with her? I mean, I could probably no. just talk for an hour about her, but anything else specific? I'm okay. Can I talk about one of the cronies really fast? One of the specific cronies? Yeah. Is it the <laughs> wing guy? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> hey, he bothered you too? <laughs> like, I'm watching it, I'm like, God, I hate the wig guy. <laughs> he gets lit up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my As god. You should. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot about him until you mentioned it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, he sucked. I don't yeah. know why he was in just that movie. so stupid. But it was such a funny cut, though, because you're yeah. just like, what the fuck is this? Oh my god. That was like, so good. Like, what was his hair, like, what it would have looked like, you know, without the wig? I wonder. <laughs> I have no idea. It's probably just it's probably the just hair and makeup guy. people going, he'll look a little more crazy. Yeah. I just, uh, I honestly got the impression that somebody was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we just put this shitty wig on him? <laughs> the director's like, put some lipstick on him, he'll look great. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the the turncoat judge, if we could, for like two seconds. Sure. Because I thought that it was really interesting. His name's Lex. I don't know why I wrote it down. Um, but I think it's really interesting that he has the same perspective on Mega City 1 that Dredge does. Dredge? That Dredge does. <laughs> yep. Which is basically like, he sucks. And he says that it's a meat grinder. And like, yep. it's not that dissimilar from the opening monologue. That like, Mega City 1 is basically just chaos. But like, it's interesting to see that they have like, they have the same perspective and yet two different takes on the same thing. Much like me and Chewie's take on Anderson's choice at yeah. the end of the movie. And I thought that it was really cool that they set up that separation, which I felt like added to the character of Dread. Well, like what I said to you last night, one is like a pessimist and one is an optimist. In a weird way. Like, I know that exactly. Dread isn't really an optimist, but 
But he is. Right, he is. He totally he is, because to be. he is that cop. He is totally an optimist. He's a glass-half-full kind of guy. Right. Yep. Eventually, something might get better. Yeah. Or he wouldn't have the job that he does. He wouldn't true. be doing the job that that's he does. Exactly. Yeah. Which is my favorite thing in the movie, because I didn't really recognize it until I saw it last night, and I was like, holy shit, like, Dredd is, like, not just an optimist, but he's, like, taking this really, I mean, like, a really realistic viewpoint of, like, the mega city and basically being like it can get better if i do a good job it can get better and i also think that that lends into his fact of why he lets her anderson pass i just came to that connection right now because it's true that connection so um that like he feels like she could make a difference so that lends into his decision there too and you can tell he's affected by her reason for doing the job when he asks her why are you doing this and just, like, kind of, like, his silence of the casual frown nod that he gives her. Like, he was listening and he appreciated it. You'll never get that from him. I'm appreciating this movie more and more. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about... I want to talk a little bit about the, the costume choices in this movie. But first I want to talk about the action sequences, just kind of yes. in general. Because I, I saw this movie with Cody, uh, always listener, frequent guest. And uh, he had brought up the point that it kind of annoyed him in the movie that there's no hand-to-hand combat. And it feels like a movie to where, like, Dredd is such a huge guy that once in a while he should really lay into a guy. He does once briefly, but it feels like the type of movie to where there would be a sequence where he's going to kind of kick some ass. And he doesn't. Personally, as somebody who read the comic book, I said, that makes sense. He's a a guy who shoots guys. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. But I, I can kind of see it. But... The major action sequence that I want to talk about, because I think everyone will agree, uh, maybe not, but I think the best part of the whole movie is the rail guns. Yeah. The rail guns are the most... is really great. It's fucking great. And it's one of these... It's the sequence in the movie where there's an every single every single trailer showed it. And I always kind of went, all right, those like, the graphics in that don't look that great. And this doesn't look that great. But it finally came up in the actual movie, it was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And like, those are the most terrifying so guns I've ever seen. so much weight to it. You'd be like, oh my god they're doing this oh yeah and they're just <laughs> mowing down civilians everybody <laughs> and i love seeing like the holes that they leave in the walls which are like easily the size of baseballs which oh, yeah. is you know like you're looking at you going like it's not that big and then you think about it, it's like oh yeah but that's hitting fucking solid concrete you know like <laughs> when it hits a the only the only thing that i wish that they did and i can see why they tone this down is I wish that it was realistic in the sense of when it hit a person that it would have just torn them in half in, rea- in reality, it would have been. They thought it showed them when doing they get that. Hit, they exploded were... in pockets yeah. of blood. Oh, yeah. But it was almost Quentin Tarantino style. Just... Right. And that's. I can totally. I, there's not. Any, it's not even a complaint because it was already a violent movie. They didn't want to go into the MPAA and be like, rated X. And they're like, <laughs> fuck. And now they have to tone it down. Like, But at the same time, it, it might have taken me out of it. But it, only, it only occurred to me the second time watching it that I was like, well. If the holes are this big with concrete, they would be a billion times bigger with a human. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't matter. Those things are still terrifying. Like, it got oh, yeah. the point across. So I'm not, like, they're going, like, that's bullshit. And just, yeah. like, crossing my arms and not caring. So I also thought that was the sequence getting into Lena Headley's character again. When they were doing all of that, the beginning, she just stands. She's actually standing in front of the guns when they're shooting. 
And you're like, she don't, the end of the, she don't give a shit. Yep. She's, she knows she's not going to get shot. She doesn't care. Right. Even though she's putting in her position where any of her co-workers yeah. <laughs> could have easily shot her standing oh, there. Could have like... easily just shot oh, yeah. her. Just turn the gun a little yeah. bit. And then, and then she actually changed it and she grabs one of the guns herself and starts shooting. And you see, they actually show a lot of her guys around her looking at each other and looking at her. And you see the terror that they feel against her in that moment and be like, she has the gun now. She'll do it to any of us. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't hesitate. <laughs> no. She's fucking scary. She just wanted to let somebody else have some fun and then yeah. she was just going to have her fun. Yeah. I feel like the Joker would appreciate her. Oh, they'd, absolutely. They'd be friends. Yeah. yeah. Or like they're well, they would be, she would not no. like the Joker but the Joker they would, would like her. Yeah. They would be, they would, they would be acquaintances <laughs> but they would have mutual respect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Harley would hate her. Yeah, Harley would not be hey, Harley would be like, that's my not, competition. Not at all. Um, and then Mama would kill the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, no question. Like, Harley would show up with a giant hammer, and Mama would be like, Skinner. And she'd be like, her alive, and then just dump her and be like, whatever. And the Joker would be like, oh. I love you. Oh, well. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's talk a little bit about... Just kind of like the costumes the, and stuff. I want to talk about the costumes and then the atmosphere, and then that's really yes. all I have to say about this movie. But let's start, let's start first with the costumes because this was, for me, it was a big deal, a very big deal about the helmet. Yeah. Because the helmet, again, going back to the first movie, that helmet looked shitty. The Sylvester oh, yeah. Stallone helmet looked stupid. It was, it was too gaudy. It was cartoony. Yeah. That, yeah. Whole, that whole movie was very. It's a comic book movie. Let's make it really cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not pay attention to the source material. Source material, which is very dark and not cartoony at all. It has well, cartoony the, colors, some of but their, like the, like the shoulder pads yeah. was actually pretty cartoony in the in the comic. Oh yeah, they're yeah. huge. I'm glad they got rid of the eagle uh, shoulder pad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't work. Yeah, but like the the helmet in this one made perfect sense. It looked like a helmet that they should wear pretty much at all times. Yeah. Which they, they I'm not going to say it because everybody's lying, but they have a really good line about it. And like, they're, uh, it, it makes sense. It looks good. It looks fucking terrifying. Like, the judges in this movie look fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, to where like, when the, the beginning of the movie they're in the car chase, like, we have a fucking judge on our tail. If I saw that thing behind me with flashing lights, <laughs> yep. I'd be fucking horrified. Yep. Literally just pull over, just put me in whatever cages I need to go in. I'm sorry. Yeah. Put I'm me sorry, in the cubes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Put me in the ISO cubes right now. Just, I'll go. I'll go. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I really also like the fact that their costumes looked like, oh, hey, like, these look like field duty sort of things. Like, the the main thing, if you read the comic books, like, there are a few accessories that are kind of, like, really ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. he has, like, a shoulder pad that's, like, a fucking golden eagle sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense in a comic book sort of world because you want to distinguish dread from the other judges. Yeah. But in this movie, it's just the two. Yeah. You don't really have that problem. And it looks more just like a battle-worn sort of piece of gear. Like, he has a utility belt, which makes sense. Just yeah. like a cop, you know? Like, everything looks like... I could see yeah. a cop wearing that, And his, you know, his coat years. just looks like fucking, like, a bulletproof vest. But exactly. it's just 100% bulletproof vest. Like, everything just looks crazy looks tough. heavy. Exactly. It looks... Yeah, heavy is a good word yeah. for it. It just looks like... They just look scary. They all look just fucking terrifying. Exactly. Which was... If you watch an interview with uh, Carl Urban about it... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he talks about wearing that costume and how it was a bitch to move in. <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of see it at times. He's restricted as hell. Like that stuff is heavy. They made which it... is why he probably couldn't do hand to hand combat yeah. with someone. Yeah, like, like... It 
See, it wouldn't look good if he did hand yeah. in a comment because he can't really do much. Especially against somebody who like doesn't have that those restrictions. Like it would just be them like kind of beating up on his like suit. Like it yeah. wouldn't and that's not the judge's job to... I mean, hand-to-hand combat adheres more, a lot more to bringing in live people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's not really what he did, hardly ever. No, no. <laughs> well, and the other thing is is that he's in a building where everyone's out to kill him. If you could avoid fighting with somebody, which takes... like Let's think about it like logistically. Yeah. Fighting with somebody will take at least 15 seconds. If you're fucking awesome, five but on average, probably 15 plus. Yeah, you know, a couple of minutes. Minimum. Yeah, Exactly. Where someone could just walk up with a gun and say, bye. And just shoot you. On the other hand, shooting somebody takes, what, half a second if <laughs> yeah. you hit them? You know, like, Which, you would just play the odds every single time. You'd be like, yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot until I have to fight somebody. I loved his gun, and I liked that one scene, actually, in the beginning where he shoots the guy in the mouth and his... Oh, it's yeah. fucking gross. Hot I shots. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I just thought it was really cool because I've never seen anything where you know someone's shot and it kind of eats them out from the inside. It's just it was it's, interesting visually. It was very well done. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Mega City One. Actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. I had one thing to say about the costumes myself oh. a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. No, say it. Um, I mean, no, I've already moved on. Sorry. <laughs> Mega City One. Uh, but uh, one thing that I noticed second viewing uh, was the color yellow. Uh, and actually, the two characters that are kind of connected to Anderson as the the guy that they uh, they grab and I don't remember his name Avon Barksdale that they keep yeah. with them for a while. Uh, he was yeah. wearing a yellow T-shirt, and then the hacker was wearing a yellow T-shirt, and she's blonde. So to me, they were like because he's connected to her because. She's in charge of him, essentially, while they're pulling him around. And then he's the guy that tries to trick her and almost kill her. And then the hacker is wearing a yellow t-shirt, and she saves his life. So, to me, like, they were both connected to her in a weird way. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. It was on purpose. It's always on purpose. (laughs) Couldn't it also have been, though, like, the yellow would be, like, the clan color, you know, like, the blue. But no one else was really wearing yellow. No. Everybody else was either... was kind of... Browns or browns, dark blacks. Um, yeah. Mama was wearing kind of a burgundy shirt. Yeah, and I mean, oh, even with really her, that actually worked into her character yeah. too. That she was barely wearing anything. Mm. What she was wearing was really baggy. Again, just totally bringing into like her character was really frail, while everybody else is wearing body body armor or at least yeah. a lot of layers or whatever. Yeah. So to me, those were really other great ways that amplified connections or the character. Interesting. That is interesting. I'm not interested at all. <laughs> <laughs> Brian just leaves. Everything <laughs> just walks. Out. Fuck that costume stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to talk about Mega City One. Oh, then start. Um, I wrote down a lot of notes about Mega City One, and I think I wrote one of the notes was I'll read it verbatim. They did a fucking excellent job showing how the city and judges operate. And the reason why I think that they did such a good job is they show like little things, like once. Um, after he shoots the guy in the face with the fucking, you know, like hot shot, hot with a hot shot, um, they cut like a little bit later to this like blood zamboni that's just like there to clean up blood, like it's a, a repurposed waxing fucking <laughs> machine, and I was like, holy shit, that's a somebody's that's somebody's job. 
Like, it happens so frequently that they're like, get the blood Zamboni. Just wheel it in. <laughs> we'll be and done in 30 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And they show that kind of stuff all the time. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this city's kind of adjusted to the chaos as much as you could. Where it's just like, yeah, we have things to clean up blood. We have medics who come in and they're just kind of nonchalant. Especially after knowing that something serious has happened. They're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Once the blast doors come up in the morning, at the end, it's just like... Business as usual. Yeah. happens all the time. And they do such a good job with those extras and those actors of basically saying, like, (laughs) look, this is normal for you. You know, like, and they do such a good job of showing that it's normal. You know, like, when the judges come out onto the skate deck, the kids are kind of like, kind of surprised but nobody's like oh my god you know like we would right or even just oh my god somebody blew a hole in that fucking (laughs) building jumped down to our skate balcony thing which is bizarre in the first place (laughs) nobody questions this shit and i think that's awesome they're cold exactly like it just felt normal going back to that hot shot sequence again with just mega city one I like that this terrifying person just shot another terrifying person in the face with a bullet that just boiled his head and all the girl says is, thank you, Judge. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to say? That. You can't criticize him. No, you, you can't be like, hey, but that was a little overboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> be like, thanks, I get to live another day. Hopefully I don't get raped tonight. Like, yeah. It's just like, that's the attitude. It's just being like constantly afraid. It's like everyone in the movie, except for the people who kind of have power, are constantly afraid. And even this girl, you know she didn't do anything wrong, still terrified of him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's a judge, which is like, it's a good thing because they're there to protect you. Like, they're there to protect the innocents. And they don't even call them civilians. It's just the innocents, as if they're about to break some laws. Yeah. <laughs> the have-not-broken-laws-yet people. Yeah. And, like, so everyone is just constantly afraid of them. And although we get very little time with the society, it's clear that no one no one wants to be around judges. No. Yeah, it's yeah not... but it's... I feel like also because only what what percentage actually, like, gets handled by the judges of, like, crimes that actually down. happen? No, it, it's... Oh, shit. Maybe it is 6%. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, out of all the calls, they, they answer yeah, 6%. Like, right. So it's yeah. like, that means that if Pay the judge attention. is around, then they're pretty much, you know, gonna, like, take shit down. Like, they're gonna do as much as they can while they're around you. You know, like, I think that... And they do an awesome job of showing that when they show the homicides and they slowly pan out to, like, that map showing, like, all the crime. And it's just shit tons of red dots and it just yep. keeps building. And it's just like... Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. They do a, like they do an excellent job showing that the judges are losing this fight. Yeah, and not and it's not even that they're losing the fight. The fight is lost. Yeah, yeah, and the, like that's why it's such a good thing that you have Judge Dredd, who's still fighting it, still fighting exactly. the good fight. But, right, like, those other judges have totally given up. So many yeah. of them had, like four of them had. They all cashed in for two hundred fifty grand, which is just kind of like that's gonna last you what three years. Well, I mean, I don't think... I'm things, assuming. I think money there is uh, goes a little bit farther. Yeah. Right. But I, I, you get the impression constantly that, like, a million is is, is a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's like a lot... It'd be like a million dollars in, like, the 1800s, I would imagine. It's something... Yeah, I think it was... That, that much? I'm not sure in the 1800s. Well, yeah, like that might early be early 90s. Like, when you had a million dollars, you're set for life. Whereas, like, today, if you have a million dollars, you're set for probably about 20 years. Yep. Not oh. even... <laughs> You're probably set for like two years. Depends on million dollars. How much do you spend? Yeah, a million dollars. Well, I got a pair of shoes. A few months, maybe. (laughs) How much do you make? Oh, I make make like five hundred thousand dollars a year right now. A a minute. (laughs) An assistant in the costuming world. I'm just. (laughs) Good lord. I wish. (laughs) 
<laughs> it depends on where you live. But I mean, in Mega yeah. City 1, it doesn't feel like... It feels like money's pretty tight. I would say, yeah. I'd say early 90s, a million dollars. I guess I didn't think about it like problem. that. What? I didn't think about it like that. Well, that's thinking... like when she when she says, like, like how much to do this? A million dollars. What? And that's when they go through Do that. you know which dread yeah, you, you have? Yeah. Well, who the fuck we or have to judge? attempt to kill right now? Yeah. <laughs> million dollars. And that wasn't even enough. <laughs> no. Well, it might have been enough. It was enough for them to agree to die. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But then Enough they died. Well, they, they really didn't think they were going to die. They were kind of cocky. Yeah. Um, they, had, they thought this was going to be a cakewalk. Maybe I get, if there was more money involved, they would have, you know, I get, dotted oh, their eyes. I get the feeling that the guy who was called knew that he was going to lose a couple people. Oh, yeah. I, I he didn't he seem to be yeah. he didn't seem to be that surprised or worried when his friend got his fucking trachea smashed <laughs> and then like his other friend got blown in half from the top up you know <laughs> like I think that he was kind of like yeah I figure I'm gonna be the last one but if I can throw enough people at him maybe I can get him and yeah. honestly he almost he almost got him if almost. it wasn't for Anderson he would have won yeah. yeah I honestly thought that Dredd was gonna die there or at the very least not be in the rest of the movie. What would you have thought would have happened? Anderson would have saved the day. That would have been a bad choice to It would make. have been a bad movie. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because, like, I was like, honestly, how the fuck is he getting out of this? Because Anderson, they just showed her just kill somebody. And I was also like, he got shot once. He only got shot once. Well, he got hit twice. Was it? I thought that it went, oh, I guess you're right. It went left side, right side, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, yeah, he's fucking done. And then they showed his awesome field repair shit, and that I was like, cool. oh, okay, that Basic makes field sense. dressing. Yeah, basic yeah. field dressing. Is I get shot every day. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that, because that just shows that he gets shot a lot. Yeah. That guy's fucking Swiss cheese. He's been <laughs> hit a lot. Yeah. Uh. Oh, my God. Yeah, he definitely gets lit up pretty bad. But... Uh, I think that Mega City 1... I want to see another movie because I want to see more of Mega City 1. I honestly yeah. think that they did such a good job of showing, like, just the environment. Not just of peach trees, but of, like... You know, peach trees is just the magnifying glass that you see Mega City 1 through. That's yeah. it. And it's just, like, an awesome sort of magnifying glass. You get to see the medics. The medics are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> um well, I mean, I don't judge. I I can't judge them. I mean, being in that situation would do the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> hands are tied. Um, but like, that's just the way it is. Well, I like to believe that if we got a sequel out of this, it'd be kind of like where the raid sequel is going. Because like I've heard, like I've been following up on the raid a lot. And there's the, gonna be a sequel. Of course, there's gonna be a sequel. Yeah, the that raid. movie made enough no, money. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it definitely yeah. got enough press. Yeah, the, the raid did really, really well for an Indonesian film. Oh, that's it true. did fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that sequel is apparently going to span four years, and it's gonna be all about the city and the crime world and huh. how that cop has to deal with the drug lord that his brother becomes because he leaves him behind. And I'm spoiling a movie that we didn't agree to spoil today, but that's okay. Um. And I feel like if we got a sequel to Dread, it would be very similar to the yeah hope, what, what they were hoping to get, which was we made a fifty dollar million fifty million dollar movie that made hundred and fifty million dollars that now we can spend on doing a much bigger sequel, which we didn't get at all. So I have a feeling even if we do get a sequel, it won't be the sequel that we want. I don't think we'll see a lot more of Mega City One. I don't think we'll see a lot more of the world because I don't think no one's going to give them the proper amount of money to make that movie. I think it just depends on if the director's still in charge. Because I think that the director will push to do that. I think because this but, seems similar to me hypothetically yeah. as Batman Begins. Batman Begins didn't flop, but it didn't do well either. 
It did. It made its money back. And it then made some. its money back. That's and true. then some. It made. It did pretty well. It did. Yeah, but it. Yeah. It did well enough to go. Yeah, we'll give you a sequel and pretty much whatever you want to do. Because yeah, guaranteed, that's true. we give you a hundred million dollars. You're gonna make hundred fifty, so we'll still make fifty million dollars on you. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. Whereas this one, yeah, it won't. There's no way. Like they, and even if they do make a sequel, this guy clearly didn't have what it takes to make a blockbuster. They're not gonna bring him back. That's true. Probably not, yeah. Which sucks because he did a great job. I agree. Great job, but yeah, this. I don't think it's his he, fault. No, I don't think so either. Directed? But no, anything? what else has he directed? I know, uh, I know he did stuff. Well, I know the writer is the the powerhouse on this one. Oh really? Alex Garland. He wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, and oh. he wrote yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sunshine, and he wrote. Yeah, he he's the. He's the go-to guy. Yeah, he did so an again, awesome a really job great writing. He yeah. Did, yeah. yeah, he's would, a really fucking good writer. I would also hope that they could get their cinematographer back if they did a sequel, though. That'd be nice. I, we haven't talked about that at all yet. But we'll I thought some it. of their choices we'll with it was bit. great. Talk about it now, Chewie. Yeah, talk about it. Just, just talk well, about it. Just talk about well, the it. Just talk about okay. it. Because they don't want to talk about Well, the quotes. cinematography for me was great in like certain moments where I actually felt it. Sorry about that. Um... Like, two moments to me specifically was when they were at the... Was it the Hall of Judges? I don't know what you'd call it, but where, like, his workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How they shot that completely different than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Everything was really closed. Everything had kind of, like, layers. Like, like when they're going down the escalator, they had all those uh, triangles, and they were kind of far away from them, but they felt like they were being suffocated by the concrete around them. And then when you get out into the city, then everything's really open, but everything's chaotic and falling apart and da da But everything in the hall was solid and clean and placed. And, like, and then the other part where I felt the cinematography was great was when he was confronted by the two kids. Uh, oh, right. And they had that one moment with the distance between them and how easy it would be for the judge or dread to just shoot them. Right, like you stupid kids, just shoot them. And like they're far away, but not too far away. And that also actually got into his character about how he had some hope because he didn't just shoot the kids right away. He could have exactly. He gave them a choice. He gave them a choice, which he didn't give anybody else. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, and I don't know where else to go with it. I actually right now it's just the way they shot things to me f- propelled the story along really well, <laughs> which yeah, I not agree. all cinematography does that sometimes it's just like we're looking at this now right but i never really got that feeling like i always felt like the way they framed things had a good reason <laughs> that makes sense i agree with that what about the scene where um like i guess they're busting the party or whatever the... oh the drug den yeah yeah the way that whole sequence was shot and kind of paced fucking yeah. beautiful it was yeah really beautiful um just Has... throwing it out there this cinematographer that we're all um gushing over is Anthony Don Mantle. He's an Academy Award winner for cinematography. So yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, uh, he did Slumdog Millionaire, he did 27 uh, Hours. He's uh, very so good. This is like he's a super British Super British back. and a lot of people who worked with Danny Boyle. Yeah. A lot of people. Makes sense. It seems gritty in that kind of way too. That's... Yeah. Who's the director again? The director, still... however, is Peter Travis or Pete Travis. Uh, this was supposed to be his big break. So... Ooh. That sucks. That's yeah. What else has he done? Vantage Point. Uh, he did Vantage Point. That movie blew. He did Endgame, which I never even saw. Uh, yeah, he's mm. he's in trouble. That's which sucks because he did a really good job. Oh. I think he did a really good job. Um, like I would, I I assume that he must have been a fan of the comic. He had to have been either yeah. that or he, he bought all of them of before. Yeah, <laughs> he bought all of them after he got hired and then made 
sure that he knew. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have gotten this job if it wasn't for that. But yeah. before we go way too off topic and start kind of petering out, let's just move on to our lines and then give this thing a rating and then we're, we're going to call it it. Absolutely. Call it a podcast. Um, so I don't know who wants to start with lines because I have a couple backups in case people take mine. So I can't remember <laughs> my exact one. Like I can't. I know the scene and What's we talked about it earlier. It's when she uh, is going to get shot in the face. The Anderson. Um by the guy that they captured. And she says something like, uh, or he says, do you have any last words? Okay. And then she said, I was going to Oh, funny. I was going to ask you the same to, thing. Yeah. yeah. To you, bitch. And, yeah, and then she said, yeah. bitch. Like, yeah. I like that part. Yeah. That, that, that was mine. That's, that's fair. Um, so it's not line, it's like multiple lines. But that's fine. I have multiple lines for mine. Um, Unless Nick takes it. Mine... Which he usually does. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, mine is... He's talking... Dredd is talking to his boss. And the boss just says... Um, so she basically alludes to... She's like, I don't want, you know, like, to, to burden you, you know, by throwing this, you know, like... And she's referring to Anderson, throwing her, into her, throwing her into the deep end. And he doesn't even look at his boss. He just goes, it's all the deep end. And he just leaves. <laughs> And that line could have been so shitty, but the way he delivers it, you're just like, yeah, I get it. Like, you're just <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's, this is some war torn faces, you know? Like, oh my God. That was my favorite. I thought that he did that was such a well delivered line. It was so hilarious. That's mine. Mine wasn't, isn't a line vocally, I suppose. Okay. Because um, I kept seeing, like, all these other things that were really good, like little one liners, but to me, this not line was the best moment for Dread in my mind. Was after they shot the block up, and they're just standing there waiting, and be like, "Is there anyone in there?" And then they just hear the scuffling, and the other guy going, "No, no, 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 no," and the and Dread grabs him, throws him over the side, doesn't even look at Mama, and then just walks back into the darkness. It's just a, a big giant, "Fuck you, I'm alive." Didn't need to say it. Everyone knows it. Everyone feels it. So to me, that was my favorite line. That's pretty Because <laughs> it's a giant but... fuck you without having to say it. So yeah. the, it was the no, 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 no. I yeah. guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's Chewie's favorite line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, I loved that moment. I could just watch that on on loop. That could be a gif. And I'd be like, I love it. <laughs> 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 That's good. Mine is a, it's a, a back and forth, really quick. Um, so when they're in the helico- helicopter, elevator, right after they uh, kidnapped uh, Avon Barksdale, and they're riding up, <laughs> and uh, they have him, and she's holding him in uh, her handcuffs and stuff, and they're just kind of quietly, and then she just goes, Sir, he's thinking about making a move for your gun. And just kind of goes, Yeah. He just changed his mind. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. He has so many good, like, I wouldn't even call them one-liners. It's just reactions. Just being yeah. like, yeah. He's a man of few words. He yeah. really is. And he God. nails, like, every line that he has. Where his, it's just like... His fuck you to Lena Headley after he throws her out of the window is one of the best I've ever seen. It's no, like, fuck you! He just watches her fall and goes, yeah. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> yeah, and it's filled with such contempt because, like, he basically, at that moment, is just like... I get to kill you, and there's a chance, a small chance, that post-mortem you're going to get to kill me. And then it's just so satisfied when he just goes, yep, and just leaves. And you're just like, 
fuck? Like, <laughs> what a badass. It was pretty great. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna throw out my other favorite line just because I want to. Fair enough. Um, my other favorite line. Did we lose something? Yeah, it's under your foot. I'll get it after. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay, we're all good. Thank you. Uh, so my other favorite line was during that. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. What? No, it's okay. You gonna, <laughs> do you want to blow your nose while I'm talking again? No, go ahead. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Just, just get it out. Let's all just take like, a cough break. <laughs> no, no, we want to hear it. <laughs> no, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we're not going to be able to hear this. No. But that's okay. Okay, so... I'm moving away from the mic. <laughs> all right, so my other favorite uh, line was... <laughs> I had to. No, no, it's okay. The other line that I, that I I really want to mention was when they're talking about the 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 bad judge, and they're talking about how is like four way split on a million dollars isn't that much money. He's like, yeah, well you know I'm willing to take it. Well, it's a three way split now. <laughs> well, that that's better for me. And then he kills the other guy. And after he kills the guy, instead of going he died or something like that, just yells out two way split. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny about that? The first time I th- I heard that, and I did the same thing the second time, I thought, weird, I haven't heard of that ammunition type before. Yeah. I thought that he was referring to change the ammo <laughs> on his gun. Because when he says it, he's looking at his gun, or he's got yeah. his gun right here, so I thought he was talking to yeah. his gun. I didn't realize it until like the second time I saw the movie, yeah. and it took me five seconds to get that joke. That he's, that he's talking shit to the other guy? Yep. All right. So um, our rating system... I'm going to throw this out there. Ammo type. What's the okay. ammo type that you would give this movie? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of the most remember, like the most memorable things about the movie is the not just the gun, but it's the fact that the ammo is like so varied. No, no that, yeah, that's fine. That works. So you have to give it an ammo type. I'm not going first. Why are you looking at me? Because you're going to go first. Because you just said I'm not going go first. first. I have to go first. <sighs> I don't know what they're called. Like any Then make animals. one just up. Just you make one up. Okay. I give it... Don't say, like, awesome ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say awesome ammo, but now I give it awesome ammo. <laughs> I feel like that means she hates the movie. Usually, yeah. You usually give, a, like, a reasoning for, like, why you said awesome ammo. Like, one. Right, I then mean... Brian's an asshole. I mean, Brian's an asshole. <laughs> okay, that's. I fair. need to stop answering for it. What would you give it? Um, I would give it uh twenty out of twenty. Uh, those things that go in his mouth and melt. Respirator. Oh, hot shots. <laughs> twenty out of twenty, 20 hot shots. Respirator. Actually, nineteen out of twenty hot shots. Nineteen out of twenty hot yeah. shots. Um, because I don't want to give it like a perfect score. I feel bad about that. I'm going to make everyone everyone groan with my answer because it's a terrible pun. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm giving ready. you fair warning. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to give this biohazard ammo because this movie's sick. <laughs> oh, exactly. 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 Um, no, I really like the movie, and I was trying to think of something. I noticed Brian has a Bioshock game out, and I was like, I bio, poison, sick. This movie's sick. And then I was like, that's terrible. It's so bad that I have to say it now. So I really like the movie. I thought the movie was fucking awesome. And I thought that it'd be cool to have poison ammo, too. That'd be awesome to shoot somebody and just be like, whatever. And the body just kind of like falls apart. 
Like a vampire in Buffy. There you go. Yeah, I okay. fucking went with it. <laughs> I've never seen that show. It's pretty what? good. I've never the seen movie Buffy. or the show? Nothing. <sighs> the movie's a little bit more understandable. <laughs> the, it's an old movie. And it's yeah, kind of, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Okay, um... Well, I think I'll go with a slightly meme-based one. But how everyone likes cats with laser... Laser cats. But I'll go with cats made out of glitter... Because this movie was really glittery. Yeah. With blowtorches. Interesting. That's the most terrifying ammo ever. <laughs> <laughs> because they were because this movie was beautiful, it destroyed everything. It had fan service mm-hmm. while not making like in jokes fan service, not like wink wink, but like right. we're doing right by you. Sure. Type of fan service. And there was lots of glitter. That movie was glittery, but not girly. It was glittery like, this is what it's going to look like when you're completely doped up and dying. Yep. <laughs> so, glittery cats with blowtorches, absolutely terrifying, and enjoying the shit out of killing you. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were supposed to do something out of something. You can do whatever you want. You can do... That's the best part about our rating system. You can do whatever Our you rating want. system is Mega City 1. It's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine uh, being chased down by a glittery cat with a blowtorch. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> my, would mine be. is going to be way less dramatic than pretty much everybody's, but that's how I like to do it. I'm going to give it silver ammunition, because it always feels like whenever you need like this special ammunition to get the right thing done, it's always silver, and it's going to yeah. be highly polished, it's going to look great, Yep. and it's going to be fucking terrifying when it's ever fired at you. But just plain old ammunition, because it's just a good old action film, Yep. and when fired, it does exactly what it needs to do. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be cool ammunition? Like uh, ammunition from fucking Fifth Element. Shoot it, and then you're just going to like wave the gun around, and it goes <laughs> right back to where it was. I still feel Because that. it hits the spot, just like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Double punch! <laughs> oh. Man, that ammunition could be gone so wrong. I know. <laughs> Imagine shooting this way, and the bullets come back. That's what I thought would happen the first time I saw the movie. Physical, yeah, because I'm podcast. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> the end. Yep. Um, uh, I have I, no idea what we're doing next. I can't give a lead in. I like giving lead ins. I wouldn't mind doing Fifth Element. We're not doing Fifth Element. <sighs> we have to gear up towards like older ones. I can know. Uh, we're, I we're probably gonna do Dark Knight Rises at some point soon. Yeah. Probably when? Probably soon. Yeah. Looper just came out. We might do Looper. We soon. might do Looper. Looper would be a good one too. We, we, just, just listen. Yeah. We'll tell you what it is next time yeah, after a, sure. a lot of foreplay. And a lot of uh, yeah. talking around what the movie is. Yeah. I'll even do more of it next time in case when Savon listens, she'll get specifically annoyed at me, yeah. and I'll feel really good about that. We're gonna, like, this poor some... play isn't so great. When's it gonna <laughs> end? <laughs> we're gonna light some candles. Oh yeah, but the little... candles are gonna smell bad. Yeah, they're gonna smell. They're gonna be like my scent that I like. It's gonna smell like, it's gonna smell like apple pie. It's not and about like, you. Like yeah, cotton I like that. clothes. What are you Okay, let's think of something that I that you don't like that I like. So it smells like wasabi. Yeah, Ooh, wasabi candy. Well, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> gonna put on gonna put on some Marvin Gaye cover songs. You know, like, cover songs. Set the mood. Punk rock Marvin Gaye cover songs. I'm really turned on right now. <laughs> this is the worst. That's oh. that's your next foreplay session. <laughs> you better now. <laughs> All 
Alright, this is Brian again. Thank you so much for listening to uh, After the Hype. You can find us at After the Hype on Twitter. So it is ATH underscore podcast on Facebook at ATH podcast. And you can contact us at Gmail at ATH podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, thank you again so much and have a good one.